Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Hi, everyone. Oh, are this we is yeah. I have to do my intro. Was that not my very? No, you're gonna have to like make. I was I just about to, to my... take over. I w- and then I was gonna make you do the oh my. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. Wish you could see how I was staring down April like I was trying to <laughs> look right through her with my gaze. I wasn't ready for the change. I know. <laughs> I think you rolled with it pretty well. Me too. You know. Me too. What true nominog, right? You always gotta like just roll with the punches. Adjust, adjust, adjust. adjust as you go, baby. <laughs> so this week, this week, we are going to address something that I've actually not heard addressed in other podcasts. Yeah. This was um, totally like see a need, fill a need type of thing, and I'm happy to be part of it. Yep. So not saying other people haven't addressed it, I just haven't found it yet. But Matter of fact, quite the opposite. If you haven't addressed it and you're inspired to, please do, just so there's like multiple, multiple episodes yes. of this content. And I think, I feel like this maybe kind of came up in the spirit of Pride Month of, yeah. you know, um, knowing a lot of our queer family and friends that are not very well supported when they come out, and mm-hmm. I think we've also experienced some of that as non-monogers yeah definitely so this week we're going to talk about uh some of the unsupportive things that we as non-monogers hear Mm -hmm. uh some of the big problems that it creates and then generally just kind of help you learn how to be supportive and what that looks like for people who are non-monogamous or living i think just in general alternative lifestyles so there's going to be non-monogamy bdsm whatever lifestyle that isn't something you're familiar with yeah so i mean our best case scenario is this can be used for any even monogamous person who's just seeking to help their be supportive and be able to continue to advise their non-monogamous friends like you know if you imagine like a very close friendship between two people who had always talked about relationships and now suddenly there feels like a rift because one person has come out as non-monogamous and you feel like you can't relate anymore but you are still wanting to and not turning away like this is i despite all the negative comments like you know that people were reporting having received i do hope that there are people out there who are like no i actually would like to support my non-monogamous friend you don't have to be non-monogamous to support your non-monogamous friend no period or family member whatever that looks like and it doesn't have to like you're I, I think some people think that they're like betraying their own monogamous relationship by like being, being okay supportive. with someone else no. who's not monogamous i think it's like having a queer family or friend like you don't have to be queer to support them yeah you exactly. can be absolutely as our coworker says aggressively straight <laughs> and still support someone who is not yeah so exactly that is the reason for today's podcast is i think we have all gone through some very unsupportive moments yes and want to hopefully help people know how to be supportive because i think that can be intimidating trying to figure out how to navigate that on the monogamous side yeah because if non-monogamous people already have such a limited amount of resources non-monogamous supporters (laughs) the resources must be non-existent yeah yeah so let's jump on in so we did you know obviously cj and i we really got to work on introducing ourselves at the beginning of these podcasts i realized that we don't us i realized 
well, if they jump in like mid podcast stream thing, like mid episode. Well, if they jump in like podcast seven, and we've not introduced ourselves, so I'm still April. Hey, I've changed. <laughs> she now identifies as I'm potato. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a potato. <laughs> I'm CJ. We're going to work on that. Um, So CJ and I decided to not only use some of our experiences and experiences of our partners and people we've dated and our friends, but also to reach out to the poly community. And we just asked, like, how have you experienced unsupportive family or friends? What have they said? And how could they have restructured what they said to maybe be more supportive? Yep. I think that pretty much sums up what we did. That pretty much does. And I will say when I posted my question around and I included like an example of like, hey, here's a situation where I felt unsupported. I didn't feel it was necessary, hateful or hurtful, but, you know, I definitely felt dismissed. And um, a lot of people in the comments I was expecting, definitely like not a lot of support, but a lot of people are downright hateful out there. Hateful, hurtful and cruel. Yeah, I've I've definitely, when I did my post, um, there were a lot of very hateful things that have been said to people that were very disappointing. Yeah. Um, some hateful things have been directed at myself mm-hmm. and my partner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and those people, honestly, if people are going to be hateful, I don't know that we can change or educate those people. Right. Um, but hopefully we can just plant little seeds or give people who don't want to be hurtful an idea of what to do and to give um any monogamous listeners who might be you know wondering what kind of comments for example like a lot of them you can't guess a lot of people being called unnatural greedy abominations oh can't your partner they are they just not satisfying you enough you're not getting enough sex Mm -hmm. oh you just want your cake and eat it why are you cheating? Yeah, this is just cheating. I won't I won't accept any of your partners while you're married or I won't accept any other partners while you are, are partnered with somebody. Yep. I've had something similar like that said to me and my partner from a family member. Would what was what was said to you in this situation? Um she was uncomfortable with us speaking about her partners and told us that she did not want to hear about them while she was around. Oh, perfect. That's so accommodating. Very supportive. Doesn't even what makes me mad is I feel like family relationships are so surface level anyway, so that really is an attack. It's like, we never talk, Barbara, so why are you coming at me? Yeah, so that was that was a little stingy. Um, also had a lot of people, I think a lot of people also assume, like, if you tell people this, like, oh, your marriage or your partnership is rocky suddenly and you're yeah. going to get divorced, which is not true it really like it, no it one questions like, it when you're monogamous yeah or or like if you had a you guys were trying to have a baby and someone was like oh why because your marriage is failing like no one yeah no one blames it on monogamy which yeah. is ironic um yeah but a lot of the like kind of also just inappropriate questions that you wouldn't ask people normally anyways i would never walk mm-hmm. up to someone and be like oh is your partner not satisfying you in the bedroom yeah like right you know mind your business karen absolutely (laughs) like that's that's not something you would ask anyways yeah yeah so i think even just in the first tier of what we address don't ask things you wouldn't ask people normally yeah don't one thing that we're going to keep coming back to is like really try to think about this as if it's like a normal monogamous relationship because all the pieces are there in terms of like how someone feels what someone's trying to achieve you know there's a lot of crossover so if you're trying to treat it like it's a completely different thing you're way off but anyway I completely lost my train of thought there. Where were we? What was the last thing we said? 
Oh. See, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. I caught the forgets. I know. Oh, I was trying to connect it to how, like, you already do know how to be supportive to your non-monogamous uh, loved ones. The same way you would be supportive of your monogamous loved ones. You wouldn't ask me. Yeah, and I think it's so just. If that's not something that you would ask your monogamous partner, then, you know, friends don't ask. Yeah, I think I got a spec there. Replay? That was the replay. <laughs> that was the replay. I, I think I nailed it all. Oh, uh, just bear with us, people. We're still in our busiest time of year, and we are very, very tired. I'm going to bring us back. Okay. One thing that I find that has been really unsettling is when people who are non-monogamous try to post pictures with their multiple partners and uh, are treated like they just posted straight-up pornography. Oh, I've definitely had that happen, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my, this is disgusting. Yeah. I had people um, in our immediate family get upset when I posted pictures with my then-boyfriend at the time. Yeah. That caused a huge blow up mm -hmm. that's why there's so many pictures posted to these poly groups it's because like a lot of people feel scared to post them to yeah. their actual page and a lot of people in poly groups even have secondary facebook pages just so people can't track them yeah make no mistake that just me and april living openly about that that's not like not everybody is as lucky to be able to no. do that i think it's more of the rarity for sure yeah um i would love to spearhead a new normal of course. That is what I'm trying. But there's a lot, yeah, a lot of us are still having to do the hard work of yeah. having to hide. And that's why I am so open with my lifestyles because I want to normalize it. Yeah. And part of that is being open and this is who I am. So here we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you might be saying, well, if I can't say all these other things, what can I say? Or how, you know, how do I say what I want to say? Yeah. You know, we don't want to silence you. We don't want you to sit there and just stare at them when they say they're non-monogamous or talk about their partners or their exactly. boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Hopefully it was clear that all that beginning stuff was just very, like, nasty commentary that has been shared. Yes. Very, very To understand, negative. like, what you're walking into when you are approaching this conversation with your non-monogamous friend because they have already heard a lot of that stuff already. Yep. So they're probably already nervous to talk to you anyway. So I would say consider it a win if they are still opening up to you about it because a lot of them would much rather keep it to themselves just because of the amount of abuse they've received for it. Yeah. yeah. So that's already a good sign. Like I, I will say like if you're trying to be the best you can be and your friend who is non-monogamous is talking to you about their relationship problems, you should really feel good. Like that's a good positive place to start. Yeah. And so some of these examples we got out of the poly groups um, that will kind of walk through what was said to them and kind of how to reframe it. Um, first one is someone that shared that their stepmom said, I wish you could find just one person to date. And I've heard that repeatedly, um, not directly, but I've seen that on many comments on many. Yeah, a lot. It's um, like, I don't want to deep dive into how problematic it is to think that one person can meet all your needs. So I won't. <laughs> Not in this episode. <laughs> um, but she suggested reframing that with, I don't understand your desire for multiple partners because I don't have that desire, but I respect your ability to make your own choices. That is such an A plus reframing of that. Yes. And I think that also allows that, you know, the person who had the issue, the space to like be seen in that moment. And be heard. Yeah. To say, I don't want my experience totally erased here. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm mm -hmm. trying not to negatively evaluate all. You give the part yourself. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's, and I think that's also like explaining your part too. So like, you know, obviously in a front, you, you can't know all the answers, but it really is about kind of like being open and accepting about what you're walking into. Yes. Um, we had another one that she said she was told that a relative would never accept her girlfriend as long as she was also married. She suggested that a better response would have been, 
I don't understand how this works for you. I love and honor your choices and will respect your partners. Yeah. And I almost, what I would like to add to that, which I think could be a great thing to say is literally straight up asking, hey, how can I support you through this? Yeah. Like that, I think there's a lot of like a whirlwind frustration around the fact that I don't already know all the answers and how to do this and I want to. And maybe you really think that's like a coming from a very kind place and maybe it is. And if it is, then just be more gentle with the approach and ask more questions. Yeah. And but it's don't a... do like targeted mean questions. Like, no. Is this because your marriage is failing? Don't do leading questions. And it's okay to say that you don't know how to support someone. Yeah. Or what to support like for them. Mm-hmm. And they might not actually even know. I, I think when I was first telling everyone that I was polyamorous, I, at that point, I don't know if I knew what support would look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So. Both parties could still be figuring it out. Yeah. It's the openness that counts there. Yes. And just knowing that uh, you're not being judged would have been, honestly, that would have been the best support I could have received was not being judged. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But, you know, you know, say lovey. While we're on the, like, the honesty and being honest about not knowing how to support, I also want to mention, like, you don't have to, you don't have to do big expressions to try to be like oh yeah i love I, i've always thought about like you know i mean i never could but like oh i always thought about and like trying to relate in a way that's really not authentic yeah it, it don't feel like you have to share the one time you had a threesome in college or yeah if it's not something that you're familiar with or relate to that's fine mm-hmm. like there are um, there are so many things i'm not going to relate to subculture wise for different lifestyles and stuff um and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know like i personally am not into ddlg Mm -hmm. um which for those of you that don't know bdsm as much that is uh kind of like a daddy dom little girl or a daddy little or Mm -hmm. it's age play Mm -hmm. um i don't relate to that Mm -hmm. but that's cool yeah but i'm also not going to try to relate and be like oh this one time i liked coloring (laughs) yeah okay what was that time? So would say the DDLG person. They'd be like, when was it? And if, if you say any age before 18, you're out of this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to not understand. And, and when I go into dynamics or meet people who are into things I'm not into, I just start asking questions. And yeah. that way I can learn about it. I think um, the best question to start with is also, hey, do you have the space for me to ask some things about that? Yeah. Too, you know? And if they don't, that's fine. Yeah. I just leave it. And then I'll find someone that does. And then I'll ask questions. Yeah. That's okay. There's plenty of us. Come join a poly group. Boom. We're dying to talk about it. Yes. We love it. Because <laughs> no one wants to talk to us about it. Anyway, that's why this episode exists. Um, you know, one person wrote, and this is something that I actually experience regularly, is Ouch. people assuming that because I am polyamorous, I am also either bisexual or pansexual. Let me let me say some big stuff right here. Um if if the only way that you can relate to non-monogamy and polyamory is through the sexual aspects you really gotta you gotta work on that yeah that's a that's a you thing yeah that's a you thing it's not a me thing like poly multiple amorous lovers not just for sex like we i would love for people to know the actual amount of work that goes into like when we have to work on ourselves to try to make one of these relationships actually work out and it's so much more energy and time and like connecting and emotional intelligence required and like literally if i had to do all of that just to get laid i would not no it's way too much effort no No. i can go get laid whenever that sounds super egotistical (laughs) look i have boobs you heard it here (laughs) april is egotistical (laughs) april can get i'm just kidding no but it's you know sex is easy that's the easy part um 
that's why women get so much matches on the apps yeah because and basically I, yeah and i get anyone's ready tons i actually have to put on my profile that i have a male partner and i am looking for a male like we're not looking for a male to join us i'm Mm-mm. dating separately but i am not i'm not bi i'm not pan lord knows i want to be <laughs> i would love it but i'm not um you know goals five-year goals five-year goals <laughs> I would love to be, um, and anyone around me knows this. I will declare it at any time yeah. that I would love to be. Yeah. CJ can tell you, like I, I I'm, I'm trying to run this application all the way through to Just the LGBTQIA plus academy application <laughs> application process. process. <laughs> um, but no, don't do not assume that anyone is gay, straight, bi, pan, what like gray. It Just because they're inviting multiple Just partners. Because. Yeah. They can be uh, any version thereof. Can, also, huge thing there is that you're probably projecting. Like, if the only reason you would seek other people out of your current arrangement is because you would do it for sex, like, okay, then that's you. Maybe you're actually a swinger, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's not me. But there are also people who are asexual and polyamorous, you know? Yes. So, it's totally not... I think there are even people who are aromantic and polyamorous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There are let's it that can be somebody's reason but it's not like not don't don't assume it off the bat yeah i mean i love sex don't get me wrong yeah no <laughs> no 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 i mean if you heard, for some of us it's if you reason. heard the last podcast where i said i had sex toys strewn all around my room that's so true yeah um but i digress so mm-hmm. let's talk about how to be supportive mm-hmm. what does that look like as a non-monog or alternative lifestyle because this could fall under any alternative lifestyle what does support look like i want to say number one support looks like being patient when you're engaging with your non-monogamous friends just kind of being like ooh, you know don't try to like make it this like like when i'm trying to describe this word i'm already shaking my shoulders like ooh, she it's is, like a she novelty is, she's shimmying right like now. ooh, what are we doing oh you got more partner oh like please don't approach it like that because it is like as if this person was pursuing a monogamous relationship like it's that much seriousness it's not just like a hookup type situation in a lot of cases so to be having that experience of trying to like make these meaningful connections and then have a friend who's really treating it like a novelty it really sucks because like i'm serious yeah. you know like i'm not a lot of times i Sex is one of the more complicated parts of it, you know? And it's, like, it, it's not even, like, this positive, great, like, ooh, yeah, I'm having so much. There are times where I've had one partner who's given me more sex and having multiple partners at once before that partner. Like, yeah, th- there's so so much variety. And there's so much, like, it is still affecting me like a relationship, you know? Like a, quote-unquote, monogamous relationship. That person's in my head, in my heart. They're taking up space. They're taking up time. And it's a serious thing that I'm trying to seriously do successfully. And it's super hard because not not a lot of people even see what I'm doing as valid. A lot of people are just waiting on the sidelines for me to fail. Yeah. And I, and I know that, like, for me, my best case scenario is trying to be this next step into allowing future relationships to be seen with more, like, seriousness. But that does mean I have to be taken not seriously and maybe even go a long time without any serious partners because... They all have the, there's this, like, refusal to get educated on it and also just, like, not wanting to deal with it. So, you know, it could be pretty lonely, actually, <laughs> as a non-monogamous person. Yeah. yeah it so it, it's, it, that's why it's, like, when people look at it, like, oh, you're doing this, like, oh, you want to be greedy, you want to be this, like, I, uh, I wish I had that many people knocking at my door. But, like, a lot of people are, like, you hateful imaginary person and they don't, <laughs> they don't want to get involved. Yeah, it, it can be rough, definitely, um, 
trying to navigate dating and finding the right people as a non-monogger. Um, and I would say for my monogamous friends who have been supportive, like truly just asking the same questions you would ask your monogamous friends. Yeah. How is dating going? Who are you dating? And if I'm dating someone and you know I'm dating someone, ask about them. Don't just ask about my partner. Yeah. They're both valid. They both take a space in my life and are both, you know, can be and are important to me. So essentially treat it like you would anything else. Just ask questions, be engaged, and just normalize it. When you're a good friend with someone, you're asking them, like, are you happy? Are you healthy? Is this helping you? Is this hurting you? Like, you can make those evaluations. And you don't have, and like, if you're seeing that it's actually to someone's detriment, you know, just gently say, like, hey, would you be open to hearing if I thought this was hurting you? Or, and then you give them the opportunity to say yes or no, you know? Don't try to approach it as like, listen, I think that polyamory is the reason this is going bad, but just being like, hey, it just sounds like this person, whenever you engage with them, it's not really, yeah. you seem more down or you, you know, like things like that, like evaluate it how you would evaluate a normal Yeah, and don't, relationship. I would really avoid making it about any form of non-monogamy. Yeah. So don't bring Absolutely. in to the fact that like, if they're expressing some sort of concern about their relationship or if they're having a hard moment, don't say well maybe it's because you're swinging or maybe it's because you're open or maybe because it's your poly you know we don't on the flip side for us polyamorous and non-monogers we don't just sit there and go well maybe you'd be happy if you weren't in a monogamous marriage i do be doing that sometimes though. or maybe <laughs> i mean <laughs> true actually do, sometimes i'm like mm. my favorite joke is to be like have you heard of the good news of our lord and savior non-monogamy <laughs> yeah i mean um, but like no one, no one blames divorce on monogamy ever. But as a non-monogger, they will 100% blame your divorce on non-monogamy or any, even like a, a hint of a problem. Yeah. Like if you're just normal worried cause you like, you know, are, we're expecting a text that you missed like an hour ago and you're just going to wait for later to catch up with that person. It's like, oh, should I be worried that something happened? Yeah. And then that person's like, you wouldn't have to worry about this if you weren't, if you were just monogamous. And it's like, Whoa. Yeah. If that was my friend, I could still be worried too. Like, yeah. So just have normal conversations. Um, allow the space for your friends or family to talk about their partners. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the fastest ways to lose a connection is to silence them. I definitely yeah. lost a friend over that. She told me she didn't want to hear about my dating because she couldn't date. Sucks. So, um, and actually, I think that, that was, a was very, me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. No. I was like, don't tell me about your partners because I don't have any partners. Um, and I think that was a pretty common theme, to be honest, that I saw in these poly groups, too, is that a lot of people had lost family members over and friends over Someone unsupported comments. Yeah, they comments. had a 17-year friendship that just... Gone. Gone. Yep. Mine was 10 years. Unbelievable. Uh, definitely have some family members who I don't talk to anymore. So know that these can definitely hold some pretty lifelong implications. And impact. And impact. how you respond also is yep. really impactful. And I heard, um, you know, I was talking earlier, but I heard a quote. I was listening to Glennon Doyle's book, again, Untamed. And she has a really cool quote where she talks about when she was coming out uh, with her now wife. And she was announcing to the world and to her family and friends and everyone that she was... Um, I think she identifies as bisexual, technically. I think that is how she identifies. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But when she was coming out as bisexual with Abby, um, her mom wanted to come over and see the kids. And she told her mom that she wasn't allowed to do it right then because she'd be refre- she would be bringing her fear to their island of love. 
Nice. And she said that I can't have you bringing that fear to me and my kids and my, you know, my partner because we are all love. We, we're in love right now. We are loving each other. We're happy. We're safe. And you bringing your fear here will really disrupt that yeah. and give us fear. And especially as like people who live alternatively, just, you know, against the norm, like that takes a lot of work. Yeah. By the time you can actually have like a peaceful home for yourself, that is like you've worked and really hard and worked on that yeah. yeah so i mean i think that's a huge overarching theme is don't bring your fear to their island of love yeah if your fear is they're going to get divorced if your fear is that it's not in line with their religion or your religion if your fear is that it might ostracize them publicly if your fear that it could hurt their business I own my own business. It has not hurt anything. And actually, many of my clients are supportive. Yeah. If your fear is any of that, whatever your fear is, the fear is it's going to hurt the kids. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. I hate that fear. Yeah. Um, kids have actually been shown to actually benefit from non-monogamous relationships and being exposed yeah. to them. Um, there's actually a lot of studies, if you go look them up, that kids are actually more intelligent and more well-rounded coming out of non-monogamous families. So so don't bring your fear to their island of love. They've worked really hard to be stable. They've worked really hard to have a happy place. And your fears are yours. Mm -hmm. If you have fears, you need to work through them yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's on you. But Mm -hmm. don't bring that to their island of love. Yeah. That is irresponsible on your part. Yeah. Respect that that took them a lot of time and energy to build. Yes. And I want to say, if you... If you are thinking that you're approaching it because you're worried about them and you've heard everything that we've described that non-monogamous people go through, um, I want to say check yourself. I want to say that I have had a lot of weaponized worrying in my life. Yes. Like a lot of very, like, I'm not trying to scare you. It's just that I heard this is is like, it's you doing the same thing. If you would approach a monogamous friend with these kind of worries and you know what, if your answer to that would be yes, check yourself. When was the last time you gave that type of uh, relationship advice to a monogamous person? They're doing the same, like, monogamous people who, you know, they're taking a lot of the same risks we are, especially in terms of, like, dating and meeting people online and things like that. So do you express that to them? You know, like, really? And then and when was the last time you did? Like, yeah. don't just be like, oh, I would if they were doing that. It's like, okay, would you? Mary, would you? Yeah. We're, you know, non-monogamous people are really doing the same thing monogamous people are. We're just doing it on a different scale. We're just doing it on crack. <laughs> Or since COVID, not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or just right now, I'm like, I'm Schrodinger's nominog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're monogamous. They're nominogamous. Can't tell. So that's I'm dating someone. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, if we were to sum up this whole kind of episode, mm-hmm. um, if we did, if we put a big old bowl on, bow on it, a bowl? A, we could or put a bowl, a bowl. on it. Or and let's give it a nice bowl cut. Maybe hungry. Um, <laughs> you know, if we're if we were to package this up and hand it off to someone who is about to be told by a family member or friend that they are non monogamous, don't bring your fear to them. Yeah. Your fear is yours. Hear them out. Hear them out. Support them. Support them. It does not mean you have to agree with their lifestyle or their choices, but those are theirs. Remember that your lifestyle is not at risk here. Right. You supporting your non-monog friend doesn't mean you're about to become non-monogamous. And keep in mind that your what you say can never be taken back. Yeah. It can never be undone. And it can have lifelong impacts. And be very cognizant of how you handle those moments because you can lose people you love over these conversations. Yeah. You absolutely can. So. Another hot tip. The word for your 
partner's partner. So the person who you're not in a relationship, but one of your partners might be in a relationship is called a metamorph. And if you're not sure how to handle any sort of disruptions or, you know, how to advise on if some drama happens there, advise as if that person was an in-law, you know, someone who you want to have good relations with, who is part of your life because they're important to somebody who's really important to you. Yes. So think about it that way. Yes. So just be aware, be cognizant, and yes. try to navigate peacefully and with care. Yeah. And if you have any questions, let us know. Yeah, if voice messages. That we didn't cover that you're like, well, what should I do in this situation? We'd love to give it some advice. Just And it, honestly, it's a lot of us just speaking from our hearts on what we wish we could have heard during that time. So yes. a lot of us would love to share that. Or continue to hear. Yeah. I still would love to hear some of this from some I of my know. family members. If someone could just be like, hey, I know that's really hard because nobody supports you and you're literally doing that alone, but you're doing that to stay true to yourself and what you believe. I would literally cry. Yeah. <laughs> I would cry. Yeah. There's some people I don't know I will ever hear acceptance from, but that's okay. That's If them. anybody needs that, just replay that part of my audio. <laughs> just like, over and over. Just go back over and over. Daily affirmations. You are working hard. You are doing a hard thing. And the future nominogs will thank you. You are badass. Boom. So yeah, message us. Don't forget we have Instagram. We have a Facebook group that is open and free. You can send us messages here on Anchor. Yes. So hit us up. And then hopefully we will see you guys next week. If we are still alive, awake, and, (laughs) you know, using coherent sentences, which is touch Uh, and go. It's the incoherent decline for for me. me. Yeah. Mm. Good (laughs) thing they can't hear our B-roll. Not yet. Mm. (laughs) Bye. Bye.